This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Jack Klumpenhauer. Jack is the author of the book, Show Them Jesus, Teaching the Gospel to Kids. He is a Sunday school teacher, a writer, an editor. And in this book, he brings all that together and shows you how you can teach the Bible in a way that teaches Jesus, no matter where you are in the Bible. He also co-authored a book called The Gospel-Centered Parent. And you can learn more about Jack and his writings at his website, jackklumpenhauer.com. Jack and his wife have been married for 20 years. They have two children and live in beautiful Colorado. Jack, I'm so glad you're back on the podcast. Thanks, Jack. Good to be with you. Love having you on here, and I am eager to hear what you're going to share today. So what passage do you have? Well, I picked uh, Genesis 1, verses 2 and 3, which I just taught on in Sunday school last week, which usually that means it's my favorite verse because <laughs> I just taught on it. You know? Absolutely. Genesis uh, 1, verses 2 and 3. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So, Jack, these are familiar verses. And so when you're teaching this this past weekend in Sunday school, where did you go with it? What were you teaching those kids? Well, uh, first of all, they all knew Genesis 1, verse 1, mm -hmm. right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yep. And then what comes next, it's, it's familiar, but it's not quite as familiar. And what I noticed from it is that right there at the start of God's creation work, the earth was three things. It was formless like this blob of crazy no shape, right? Hmm. It was empty and it was dark, hmm. but the Spirit of God is there. The Spirit of God is active. God changes all that. He creates light and beauty and fullness out of all that crazy and empty and dark. Hmm. So I find this important because life feels crazy and empty and dark very often. Mm -hmm. Sad things happen in the world, okay? Even kids. I find, you know, more and more I meet kids who have had sad, unhappy, dark things happen to them. Mm. Or, the, or they just, they feel sad. And they might be getting a very wrong answer that doesn't work to mm. this problem of, of, of sadness in their life. Because people will try to tell us that we can fix the crazy and the empty and the darkness. And we can do that by being our own creators. Hmm. They, they say, if you can figure out like who you really are, make yourself, make yourself into the person you were meant to be, then you'll be happy. The crazy, the empty, the darkness, some of it will go away. And, and, and when we have this whole idea hmm. of creating yourself, it's been very popular, especially here where I live in the United States for a long time, right? You make yourself good at sports, you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. You make yourself good at school, you'll have a happy life. Make yourself a good mom or a good dad, you'll have a happy family, okay? We, even, we have more and more of it now. I mean, these days people are saying things like, if you're a girl, you can make yourself into a boy and be happier, or you can make yourself, if you're a boy, make yourself into a girl and be happier. And I, you know, I say that and some kids are going, what? That's crazy. Mm. But some people say you can do that. 
Right. Okay. The, the, the problem with all these ideas about how you create yourself and what you want to be is they don't really work. They won't make you happy because you are not the creator. You don't control the crazy. You can't fill the emptiness. You, you, you can't get rid of the darkness. But Genesis 1 verse 2 tells us there is someone. He controls crazy. He fills emptiness. He brings light into darkness. And I just love the fact that the very first thing the Bible tells us about God is he makes brightness. He makes beauty out of all that mess. And if, and if we want real joy, there's good news. Good news, God created us. Wow. So let's read it again. This is Genesis chapter 1. This is the very first book in the entire Bible. We're looking at the second and third verses. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. Here's what God's Word says. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So, Jack, it's interesting, this passage, Genesis 1, the first three days of creation, God, as you know, is forming what was unformed. And the last three days, days four, five, and six, he's filling what he just formed. Right. God is providing the answers to these dilemmas that are coming up in verses two and three. So how does God do that in our lives if we're feeling formless and empty and in the dark? And we are, you know, and that's an important thing thing to notice, too, that, that, we, that sin, because of our sin, we, we, we're very ruined. And that's why we aren't happy. Right? But there's, there's more good news than just God created us in the first place. Mm. God has created us again if we belong to Jesus. Mm. Right? It, it's, uh, it's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. It picks up on this passage. Right. God who said light shine in darkness has also shown in our hearts. Mm. So, so, so there's, there's a bigger meaning to these first verses of Genesis than just the fact that God brings light and, and, and beauty to the earth. He also brings light and beauty to our hearts. So when we're created in Jesus, when we belong to him, we are made into a special person. You, you, are, you are a forgiven person. You are a child of God. You're a holy person who does godly things. You're a person with an inheritance in heaven, right? And all of these are way more important than being a person who's good at sports mm. or being a, a person who's good in school or a mom and dad or whether God has made you a boy or a girl. The things that Jesus makes you, they matter way more. They give real joy. So you're not saying that sports isn't fun and important or school's not fun and important or being having friends, they're not fun or important, but you're saying these things aren't central and core to who we are, our identity. Right. They're not the most important thing about who we are. They are good gifts from God. I, I love sports. I was good in school. I like being a dad. I like being a guy the way God made me. They're, they're, they're great. They're, they're wonderful gifts from God. But, but who am I? The first thing I ought to think of is I am one who belongs to Jesus. I'm forgiven. I have an inheritance. I'm a child of my father and so on. I'm a holy person. There's joy in those. So why is it, though, that that's hard for us to do? Why is it that these other things tend to captivate us and draw our identity into them? 
Oh, I think we want to be our own creators, first of all. We want to take charge. We want to take God's place. That's part of the sin that we have that's hard to overcome. And good things very quickly become idols. God gives good gifts. And again, our sin takes, takes the good things God gives us and sets God aside and raises those things up to too high a place in our lives. And um, yeah, that, that, that's what Jesus teaches us to overcome. So Jack, if when your kids were younger, if you were dropping them off at school and you were just getting ready to drop them off and you're having a few final words with them about these verses and these truths, what would you say to them before you sent them out to their day? Oh, uh, well, first of all, let's just be honest. Usually I forgot to say such things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but if I would, I would say, remember, you belong to Jesus and he has you. Mm. And, you know, just kind of that simple, because that's a, that's, that's a, a really special thing to treasure. It is. Jack, thank you for pointing us here and for reminding us where we can find our identity. It's in our creator and our savior. I'm so thankful that you've done that today. It's a great reminder. Would you just take a moment and pray these verses for us as we close? Sure. Um, Father, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to believe that there's nothing better than you, no one better than you, nothing better uh, for us than to belong to you. So will you teach us that this is true? Will you help us to believe it every day? Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.